Welcome to Remodel Your Life. We are shining the light on women thriving in the trades and remodeling their life into something better. Join a female carpenter as she interviews women around the country about the incredible variety of careers and financial opportunities for women in construction and the skilled trades. And now, your host, Camille Finan. Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining us today. I've got an incredible woman here, Stevie Essler, who um, is just going through some remarkable changes and growth in her business. She's just taken off and built a big, huge new shop and just a whole bunch of cool stuff that's going on. So Stevie, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, You are one of our favorites. Oh, well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So I've noticed there's been, you know, there's been a lot going on in the last couple of months. Um, just a few things. <laughs> just a few things. <laughs> and um, and lots of really hard things that are going on, difficult things to talk about. But I've noticed kind of a little slant in some of your stuff that I th- was kind of intriguing to me. And um, I noticed you talking a lot about sex trafficking lately and just sort of some of these issues around abuse. And I was just curious if you want to share a little bit about that, or if you have kind of a personal angle on that and why it's so important to you. Yeah, absolutely. So goodness. Um, yeah, sex trafficking is, oh man, it is one of those things that like, I hate to say it's like near and dear to my heart because it's such a horrific, um, thing at the end of the day, but, uh, it's out there and it happens. And, and, you know, a big thing for me is I, I was actually sexually abused by next door neighbor um, for a handful of years growing up in middle in elementary and middle school. And I just, you know, I didn't tell a soul about it till I was 16. I didn't really start doing, I mean, I tried to do counseling a couple times, but it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Or I shouldn't say, I just, it wasn't the right time. Like, not that it didn't work. It just wasn't the right time. And I was not ready to receive, I would say even that, like that healing, um, that counseling and can bring. And so I didn't even start that until I was 28 and here I am at 37. So we're nine years down the road Hmm. and counseling is one of the biggest things that's a part of my life that I think every single person, I'm like, every single person should go to counseling. That's a tangent. (laughs) Um, but, and I'm like, ditto. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it is when people are like, Oh no, it's just for whenever you're hurt or like, you don't know what's going on. I'm like, excuse me. Mm -hmm. That's our entire lives. Like how, how many times a day do we have doubt? You know, do we fear, especially right now? And to have someone else to talk about that kind of stuff too, is just huge. It's huge. Um, and you could, and this is, I'm now on a tangent on this, but like, you know, people like it's expensive, man, there are, if insurance won't cover it, there are so many places that do sliding scale counseling, Mm -hmm. um, that they'll do like pro bono counseling. I mean, yeah, it's the best money you'll ever spend. It really, it really is. And you know, every now and then I've said, okay, maybe this month, like this, this, this might be a really tight month for it. And then I look at it and I'm like, you know what? I feed myself good food. I try and work out. Like I try and do things for 
my body, but I don't do a lot of stuff for my mind. And so sometimes this is, this is my, like mental health is such a huge, huge, huge thing. And we just don't, we don't give that enough attention. Um, but even right now on like sex trafficking, I mean, I just, I looked up numbers the other day just cause I am a crazy in love. I love, stati- I love statistics. I love facts because the end of the day facts, facts are truth and like facts don't lie. And so and that's how stats, you know, are. And, um, but there right now there are 25 million people who are victims of forced slave, like forced labor. Hmm. So that goes into like sex trafficking. And that's, that is like, that's freaking crazy. Um, and like, even out of that, it's like 5,000 people are trafficked specifically just for sex trafficking. Um, and then you look at the industry and this is going like, I haven't looked at, this is like the last number that I saw was in 2017 was $150 billion, uh, profit from, from sex trafficking and porn. I mean, all that flies into it. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause a lot of these porn sites have children sex trafficked sites, which is just, I mean, I can't, you can't even get me there. Cause yeah. I, I'll start crying. I'll start, yeah. I get furious. I'm like, my blood is boiling right now. Um, <laughs> thinking about that because we have given, we've given a platform to people who never deserved a platform. Right. Um, the worst of society. Yes. And it is making so much money and that makes me so sick. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. literally, like they said, we could, we could literally cure world hunger and water issues for the entire world if we stop doing sex trafficking. Hmm. What? I mean, yeah. come on. That's pretty Yeah. That's that's pretty crazy. That is pretty freaking crazy. So and there's a lot of amazing organizations um that work with um that work with getting kids out of like sex trafficking. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, 71% of sex traffickers, sex trafficking victims are female, mm-hmm. um, which is just a horrible, horrible number. But, you know, in every, almost every single city, like I'm here in Nashville and we've got two great organizations here that help, um, victims of, that have, that have been people, women who have, and men who have been victims of sex, sex trafficking. And, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, look at your local cities, because I guarantee almost every major local city has some type of organization like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also you have Our Rescue, which is an amazing organization where they are literally, they are literally breaking up sex trafficking rings right now. Hmm. And we're, I mean, rescuing hundreds of kids. And you listen to the stories of these families and these kids of being reunited. And, and then, I mean, there's a, there's a super sad story. There's one, this one dad, he was like on the streets every night looking for a son. And finally one of these rescuers, like, you know, reached out to him was like, what's going on? They, he tells them his whole story and um, his son's name was Grady and Grady's been missing for a few years, but they found um, who they think was um, the, the people who abducted his son like a handful of years ago and they found 28 kids mm. and they went back and they told Grady's dad, they're like, we, we didn't find Grady. And he's like, but how many kids did you save? And I'm getting yeah. choked up. Yeah. And they said, we found 28 kids. And he goes, then if my son, if my son's one life was worth it for 28 kids and yeah. more power be that we saved 28 kids today. And I'm like, I mean, I'm literally, wow. literally tearing up right. Like yeah. just hearing that, I'm like, Wow. That is wow. 2020. It's interesting yes. how the, the technology of like Instagram and Facebook and all these different things that are, 
you know, just making the whole world blossom are also the exact same vehicle how they're able to market the children, yes. right? And so yeah. it's this double-edged sword of like, you can find them easier, but they also can find children easier and faster and simpler with yeah. an iPhone, right? Yeah. And the internet. So it's it's pretty um, it's pretty scary. And I'm really happy that you brought it up and that you're really talking about it because it does kind of seem like one of those things that's not really going on because it just seems so unlikely because it's so huge. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, how is this possible? Yeah. But it is still going on and it's growing as, you know, based on what you said. Um, yeah. How, yep. how has your personal... I mean, I just feel so sad hearing you're it's such a great school, like a little, a little Stevie, how cute you must have been. And like, what happened to you with a neighbor? I mean, just, you know, I know you're very close to your family. And so to kind of hold that secret, right, for all those years, I mean, I can only imagine like the amount of shame you were feeling maybe and just how difficult that was for you to not really be able to share that with your family. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, um, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's like you, I look at different things that happened during, during the abuse. And, um, you know, it's like I was groomed, like I was groomed at a young age and I was told it was a secret. And whenever you're telling, you know, an eight, nine, 10 year old, Mm -hmm. a secret, like a lot of times, like they really will keep that secret, especially when it's someone that's older and they think it's cooler. Um, and so, yeah, so that's just, it's so crazy that that's, you know, that was just, that was my life. It was very, very secret for quite a few years. And and I think, and I really did live like a double life. Like I had a life inside my family walls um, mm-hmm. where I felt very safe and loved and cared for. And then um, almost the second that I got out of my family walls, I, not that I was like a completely different person, but if I didn't feel safe, like. I might lie my way out of something or tell a fib to like make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. And there was just a lot of, a lot of uncertainty. And, you know, I look back now and I'm like, you know, life, we're always going to have uncertainty, but I, I think of like being a little kid again and having that uncertainty of just not, even not knowing who I could trust and who actually loved me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's tough. Cause it's like, I knew my parents loved me. I know that my brother loves me. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandparents let me, you know, stuff like that. But it's, just, it was just, man, it, it just, it really, it F's, it F's with your brain, F's with your brain, F's with your heart, yeah. um, to put it mildly. So that's why I'm just like, I'm a huge, like, again, I'm just a huge proponent of counseling. Cause I think you've got to, you got to get that stuff out and you've got to be able to have a second, you know, a second, third party that's able to talk you through mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, how did that how did that affect like your relationships cuz you were so little? How did that affect your relationships like in high school even? You know, like that those sort of formative years where you're you know, typically you're kind of falling in love a little bit and you're getting, you know, you're you know, that's when you're being excited as a girl, like that's normal, right? Oh, as a young sure, woman, like sure. how did that affect like your high school years and college years? Yeah, I you know what? Like I look back and I Man, because of the way that my sexual abuse went, because it was the guy, my na- my neighbor was just a handful of years older than I was. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, by the time I went, in, like by the time I was in high school and college, I really, I, man, I had this like, most of my best friends were guys, like my three closest friends were, were guys in high school. And um, what's very interesting is that a lot of, 
a lot of times if with sexual abuse victims is as if they, you know, if they are abused by a guy, they kind of avoid guys at all costs. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that is not my story at all. Um, I kind of did the opposite. I have a really good relationship with my dad. Um, my dad really is my hero. Like that mm-hmm. man is Woo, that man is amazing. <laughs> and got ch- getting choked up just thinking about Big Steve. I mean, he's just, he really is. He is he is an amazing, amazing dad. And, you know, not without his faults and, and whatnot, but like overall, like that man has done a lot of really, really, really good and really right stuff with our family. Um, and my brother is a clone of him, which is crazy. And so my brother, you know, now as an, as a, as you know, as he's a husband and a daddy and, yeah. and I look at, and even as a brother, I'm like, man, you and dad cut out the same cloth, like so, so freaking awesome. But, you know, I like ran to guys. That was my thing was I liked the attention and, you know, I wouldn't say as much in high school because I had these three guys that were my best friends that treated me kind of like a sister, kind of like a girlfriend. I mean, I never had to worry about plans on the weekends because I I was hanging out with them or, Mm -hmm. you know, a date to junior, senior to prom or anything like that because I had those guys. Yeah. Um, which was fun. And I'm still really good friends with them, which is I've been at their weddings and have celebrated their kids and so love those guys dearly. And then I went to college, I was like, guys, hello. <laughs> Stevie's <laughs> um, here. Yes. Yeah. So and then it's funny, you know, it's because I get if I look back now, I'm like, I didn't, you know, at the time I wasn't doing any counseling and I hadn't done anything really for myself. And so you know, that was my kind of acting out a little bit in college um, of figuring out like, oh, who am I? Who am mm-hmm. I like outside of my family? Um, but with this trauma that I don't want to talk about and I don't want to deal with because it's the literally the big pink elephant, you know, in a mm-hmm. room. Um, so, yeah, it's man, it's crazy. <laughs> so what made you decide at 28 to kind of like really deal with it? Like what was the, you know, was it just sort of that you couldn't, you could not deal with it anymore or what was the sort of deciding factor there where you really were like, I'm really going to look at this. Yeah, absolutely. So my, I had moved to Nashville in February of 2011. I was 27 and my birthday was like, was March 5th. So literally a month after I moved to Nashville, you know, I turned 28 and my best friend lived here, lives here still. Um, and she had just gotten married um, in January over New Year's Eve. And her and her husband, I just loved dearly. They were main, one of the main reasons, you know, I moved to Nashville. And Mel had talked a lot about counseling and their like premarital counselor and just how it was just so great for, you know, the two of them coming from totally different backgrounds. And how just the forming of them together. And they, she just kept on talking about how great her counselor was, how great her counselor was and how she wanted to continue going to counseling. So I hear her, you know, I'm hearing her say this pre getting married and pre moving to Nashville. And then I moved to Nashville and, you know, for that, like first few, that first year of marriage, like they're going to counseling pretty regularly just as a check-in and being healthy and trying to have a really healthy marriage. And so she continues to talk about it. And it was actually, I actually will don't think, you know, it's a couple of those dates that like you never forget in your mind, but it was the end of February, not the end of February, sorry. Um, it was the end of April that I, we were sitting at dinner at a birthday party and I just looked over at her and I said, Hey, can I get your counselor's phone number? And she looked at me and she gave me this face like, (laughs) 
are you lying? Mm-hmm. But are you telling the truth? You know, it's just very like skeptical. And she goes, okay. And I was like, I'm being serious. Like, I want to get your counselor's phone number. And she looked at me and she goes, really? I go, yeah, I think I'm ready to go to counseling. She starts crying. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Not, not, not even going wrong. This is hilarious. We're at a party. We're at a birthday party. <laughs> like we're at a dinner with like 20 yeah. girls. Yeah. And here she and I are sitting at the, like at a, and we're at the end of the table, but we're like, like down at the end. Having a serious and moment. She's te- yeah. Yes. And she tears up and then I tear up, you know, it's a whole thing. And, um, and she just, you know, she hugged me and she was just like, I, Hmm. have been praying for you to go to counseling for many years, Stevie. And this is like my best friend who knew my full story, you know, many years before that. And so I, you know, I called her counselor. Her counselor wasn't seeing new clients at the time, um, but she passed me on to another counselor who now has been my counselor for nine years. Wow. And, you know, I went that very first time. I remember sitting there with my arms probably (laughs) crossed Crossed. across my chest, you know, in, in typical form. And I, I sat there on her couch and I, you know, it's like, they always ask, like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And I just let it flow. I mean, I let, I opened up the hydrant and I just let it flow. <laughs> and, you know, it's like at the end of the day, it's like, you, you know, you can tell your whole story in a few minutes, but you don't tell your whole story. Um, you know, so I tell her everything that I can possibly think of kind of, you know, and an hour's up and, and she just said, okay, all right, well. I think that you should probably come back. <laughs> and and I I was like, okay, well, like, for how long? And she laughed, you know, because at the end of the day, like, that's my personality. And now she totally knows that. And I, I have to laugh too at it. Um, because I always want a time, I want a timeline. Mm-hmm. And uh, we always, you know, a lot of people really want timelines. A lot of people don't care. I care. And so she said, she's like, you know what, Stevie, it probably won't be six weeks. Probably won't be six months. She's like, you know, it might not even be six years. Like you might be someone who is going to be in counseling for the rest of your life because you're just going to want to deal with things. Yeah. And, um, and she's like, it's healthy. And she's like, but there's seasons where you'll come probably every week and there are seasons where you'll come every other month. And she's like, it's just going to be up to you on how, how often you want to come. And, you know, that first summer, I mean, I went. I went every week and sometimes I went twice a week because we were really, really unpacking my story and which was fine. And I had to learn like on, you know, on some of those counseling days, like I I like to do, I would, I still like to do counseling kind of in the afternoon, late afternoon, evening. Mm -hmm. That way I don't have the whole day to really like think. Yeah. It's funny. That's exactly Um, how I do it. (laughs) I don't want to go in the, I do all my like best fun stuff, creative stuff in the morning. Yes, but the more yep. emotional stuff or just of where I want to simmer with stuff, I never would do that before going to work at the no, shop. No. Yeah. I mean, I you need to have clear, especially, you know, in the woodworking world, I'm like, I need to have clear headspace. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I, and then, you know, it's also like, I was, I've just been very, very fortunate to have some really amazing friends who have literally stood by, stood by me through fire Mm. and, um, and then have been there to like hug me whenever, you know, it's gotten too hot. And whenever it's like, I'm close to getting burned, like they're there literally with like bandages. I mean, it's literally, Mm. you know, it's, it's amazing what my friends have been for me and, and my family. And, but yeah, so I would get done with counseling and I, if I needed to talk to someone, like it was most of the time I, you know, I'd give my best friend a call and sometimes we'd go on a walk and we'd, she'd sit there and listen to me talk about 
what I learned in counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause she already knew my story. So she's, she knows all the nitty dirty, yeah. gritty crap. Now she's learning as, as me, like, okay. Like how you're yeah. processing that yeah. and like what you're learning from that. And, and it's hard, yeah. right? It's like, it's very I hard. mean, therapy is the, you're, if, if you really want to do it well for yourself, right. You have to mm-hmm. change your behavior. You have to change the way you're thinking about yeah. things. And, it, it challenges you to do that. I mean, good, good therapists do that. They're challenging you on a very graceful, kind way, but that's, mm-hmm. it's like you have to let go of these beliefs that are no longer working for you. So yeah, um, it takes a while. So I'm it does. super happy that you found it and, and have embraced it. And I just wish more, I like you, I wish more people, um, yeah. you know, I've had my own struggles with depression and all that stuff. And I just wish more people still in 2020 still don't talk about it and still don't, you know, uh, really deal with real mental health issues and just like a normal thing. Like, Hey, if you're out of food, you go to the grocery store. Like, Hey, if you're lonely, worried, anxious, you go and see a therapist or something to talk about. So, um, I love that you're doing that too. Sorry. I was like, I always tell people too, I'm like, it might not work out the first time. Like you might actually have to shop around for the right person Mm -hmm. and that's okay. I mean, that is, I mean, I went, I went when I was 16, my parents took me and it was not a, it it just wasn't good for me at the time. And then I went again when I was 23 and it was not the right time, but you you know, something clicked at 28 and I was ready and, and I was ready with like arms wide open because Mm -hmm. I, I really, I have embraced it. Like there's no tomorrow. And I still laugh with my friend, like when, especially a couple of my best friends and we laugh, they're like, I was so, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. I'm good. I'm good. And yeah. now I'm like, yeah, you're like the sales okay, rep I mean, for go, it. <laughs> yes. I go once, you know, I, right now I just go once a month. It's just a check. in. Yeah. Like it's a check in, but you know, it's like I had a hard breakup a few years ago and this guy just literally broke my heart. And mm. so for the next few weeks, like th- thankfully I literally had, this is crazy. I had, we had broken up and I had counseling the next day. And, um, and my counselor was like, do you want to come in next week too? Don't you? And I go, yep. <laughs> yep. And so for like the next month, like I went every week. Yeah. Um, and so thankfully I have a counselor that has that time in her schedule that has allowed, you know, and I've also been flexible. So she's like, Hey, I have a 9am open. I'm like, all right, you know what? Yeah. We got to do it. So <laughs> that's awesome. I, and I love that you brought up about the different kinds of therapists. Cause I've also did, that was almost exactly my experience. When I first went, I was like, oh, this person doesn't get me at all. Like I'm a carpenter. I'm doing all these things like this. They're just not going to get what I'm talking about. And, and so it took like two or three people to go to go through until I finally found the right woman who really got who I was and my unique problems, right. Which are not like every other woman. And, Mm -hmm. and just it, it, you're absolutely right. Like you really have to vibe just like with people, any other, any other thing, like you really have to find that therapist that really gets you right. Gets you understands how to communicate, understands how to push you a little, like knows, you know, like really gets you. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think the few friends that I've had that have tried it and they're like, Oh, I went once and it didn't work. And I'm like, Oh no, no, that's like, (laughs) that's like going to seven 11. If you think that's what grocery stores are like, no, that's just one tiny version of therapy. Like there's all kinds of grocery stores. Right. And, uh, so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so speaking of boyfriends though, are you dating anybody or, cause I can't imagine you being single. It's just, you've got so much great stuff to give. I just can't (laughs) get over that. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not married right now. Okay. Uh, I have not been married yet. I would love to 
be married. I would love to have some kids. Yeah, and you'd be a fabulous a, mother. <laughs> oh man, I think it would just be so much fun. You know, it's like I drive a Tahoe right now. I'm like, hey, I'll upgrade to a suburban. Yeah. Um, you know, let, put the kid, put, put a bunch of kids in the car. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I definitely, I'm dating like right okay. now. Like I dating during Rona has been, and actually, really, I think it's taken it's taken it back to like the original part of dating before all the, you know, like all the bells and whistles yeah. um, that we've made it in the last even like 20 years mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, we're going to cook dinner and we're actually going to sit and have a conversation. And because we can't go to the movies or I mean, sure, right. we can go to restaurants right now. Just just recently. Yeah, we you know, can't. But Ours like, all just got shut down again. Two days ago. Oh, completely shut down. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I can't. Oh, it's been rough. Yeah. So it's, (laughs) you know, so it's like, it's almost like old, it's like this old school dating, um, a little Mm. bit of, okay, we're actually going to go to each other's houses and hang out and the TV doesn't always come on. So how are you finding, how do you find people to date with where you're, is it kind of like, you know, friends of friends that like say, Hey, this guy would be great. Or, or I mean, how, how have you? Man, I'm an internet dater at these points, like at this point in life. Like I just, like I, I, the app Hinge is what I have used. Hmm. Um, I mean, I've done Bumble. I think Bumble and Hinge are two main ones that I have done um, through different seasons. But yeah, it's, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's like you're, we're older, I'm older. And so it's not, I don't go out. Like I'm not much at bars unless I'm, it's a girl's night. And that's, you know, every couple months we have a, a fun girl's night. Um, and on those nights, like we're usually all hanging out together because yeah. we haven't seen each other and we just want to dance and have a good night. Um, so we're not like out trying to find guys. <laughs> so I think, I think in the society that we live in today, I think internet dating is probably one of the easiest. Um, also it lets you be a little bit picky. And mm-hmm. so you can say, Hey, I like this. I like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. And then hopefully match up you know, with some, with some guys, um, I bet you'd that, be good at doing your profile. I bet you, cause you're I, so, you're so introspective and like, you know what you're looking for. I have so many girlfriends that when I look at their profiles, I'm like, that is ridiculous. <laughs> like, like they're oh, yeah. just, I'm they're so, un, they're so unrealistic and just so like, that doesn't even represent you. Like yeah. you're not going to get, I know the kind of guy you're looking for. That's not going to come from that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so funny. Yeah. I bet you're really good with your profile. I bet they kind of know I mean, what they're getting. I, re- I definitely am. I'm very upfront on what I like, what I don't like. Um, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I even have on there like, Hey, I want a family. So if you, you don't want a family, like don't even swipe on. Yeah, my exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, that's, a f- and then also I will say, I think the best thing for anyone that does internet dating or any type of profile dating, like you have got to show your friends or your family, your profile so they can see and they can edit. Mm-hmm. So like my brother will look at my profile. Um, my best friend, my counselor looked at my, my profile. Cause I was like, Hey, here's what I'm putting out there. Do you think any of this is not true? Um, yeah. My brother more just because I'm like, I want a guy's opinion, but I also want a guy that loves me that like really yeah. cares about me. That is going to be like, Ooh, you know what? This say this or don't say this um, where my best friend is going to know literally everything. So she's like, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a good And picture. it's also like, you're, it's not bait in the sense of bait, but you have to be, 
it, what I've seen is that um, I have one girlfriend in particular. I'm going to call her Shelly. <laughs> That's not her name. But she, she, I know which we've known each other for 20 years. So I know the kind of person she's looking for. And I look at her profile and I'm like, that bait or whatever you're presenting yourself is not going to get that person. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, she's extremely opinionated, very political, uh, very liberal. And which is fine. None of that's good or bad. It's just that her profile, she attracts like very conservative people, very religious people. She's completely not religious. Um, she, she wants to be a world traveler, but really she doesn't cause she works full time. She has like, yeah. it's just like the complete opposite of the people that are going to be applying. And then she's very disappointed. And I'm like, that yep. profile does not communicate the kind of person you're actually realistically could be with. Right. So I just think that's hilarious. We've, it's been like 10 years and she has the worst profile ever. (laughs) As far as, I mean, she's a delight, but she will never find her person on because it's just, she's just fishing with the wrong bait. I mean, literally like she's got like a donut on the end of her fishing pole and she needs like a, I don't know, like a worm or something, you know? So, um, Okay, well, I can't. I can't wait till you're you you find someone. I think you're just awesome, and I can just imagine the guy that gets you. Um, oh, when you're you. so when you're dating, because I had this with my husband before I was married. It was pretty unusual. My job is very unusual, and it was yeah. more unusual twenty five years ago, right? Thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. How are you? I'm just curious if things are a little different now with you kind of doing the same thing I did as far as like cabinets and, and furniture and, and woodworking, like that style of, of, you know, carpenter that you are, how do you, pre- how do the guys take it? I'm just curious, like nowadays in 2020, like how do they see that in reality? Totally. Not like the fun, like, Oh my God, that's so awesome. Until I see yep. you dirty and sweaty and, <laughs> and irritated. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, you know, for the past few years, like built by Stevie really kind of became my, I would even say, I'm going to say it's my, it became my identity, um, mm-hmm. because it was a hobby that turned into a full-time job and it it was, it was like almost the only thing I ever thought and talked about for a few years because it was such, it was a business launch. And so whenever, you know, it's a business launch literally is your baby. And I look at my friends who have kids and they talk about their kids all the time. Yeah. It's like um, literally our baby. Yeah. I totally yeah, get it. And so, Yep. So this was my baby. So, you know, for the first few years of built by Stevie and dating, um, these guys would be like, Oh my gosh, what? And then want to talk to me all about woodworking and ask a hundred questions and show me every single project they've ever worked on. (laughs) Um, or that, you know, it's like, Oh, you know more about home Depot than I do. And I'm like, yep, probably do. Um, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. And then I would say in the last, so yeah. So at the beginning of all this, of me doing built by Stevie that last handful of years, a lot of the times the guys were just, I think they were intrigued ever. They're always, every guy that meets me is usually intrigued by like, wait, will you do what? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in the dating world it was really funny. Cause a lot of, it's like once they, it's like once I opened up my Pandora box on woodworking, it opened up this crazy one in theirs where it was like almost all they wanted to talk about. Which, okay, but at the same time, I'm like, it just got to be a, it got to be a lot. Like I really realized that it was literally all I talked about and I was getting, I was getting bored with it. Like I didn't want to talk about it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I actually made the decision, um, uh, 
this past year, I took Built by Stevie um, off of my profile. So, um, yeah, so they were basically just meeting the woman. Basically, they're just meeting the woman. Yep. Like I even had, you know, I had some, I had some, I have some really awesome pictures for that photograph. The uh, photographers have taken in my shop of me holding tools and me working and stuff. And so I took, I had some of those on my profile. I took all those down. Like Mm. there's one, there's one picture that's a built by Stevie picture, but you don't know it's a built by Stevie picture, but it's one of, it's one of my like more known pictures where I have a bandana on. um, Oh yeah. I'm standing there Yeah, and I'm kind of like, I've I'm seen kind that of one. Grinning, but it's, it's super, super cute. Ser- but it's kind of yeah, serious. Yeah, it's super cute. Yeah. But you don't see built by Stevie. You don't see you know Carpenter. You don't see any of that. You just see me with glasses and a bandana. So you know, at this point, it could be a very hipster picture. Um, so I have that. You know, but I didn't. I just have like self-employed um, or, or like boss. I forget what I have. And so I'll try and go on at least one date where after, you know, we've been talking and texting and whatnot, like I'll try and go on one date without mentioning built by Stevie. That's like my goal now. It's almost like a game. (laughs) Um, and I think it's actually pretty fun because, and that's what I actually, you know, the guy that I've been on a handful of dates with recently, I didn't tell him what I had done until I was like towards the end of the first date. And then he asked and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go and tell him. Um, but yeah, it is. It's re- it is really funny because let's be honest, unless I'm literally marry someone in the woodworking world, um, which I don't think I would because I just don't want to talk have about wood all day. <laughs> yes. Um, there I'm probably going to know a lot more than them, like at this point in the game, like which is totally fine. And so I also have to have a guy who's pretty mm-hmm. um that's, who's pretty secure in themselves. That's that what I was can, thinking. Yeah. yeah. He definitely has to so. be, have a good, strong, you know, sense of self. I was going to say ego and I'm like, that's not, it's not egotistical. It's just, you know, really good and comfortable yeah, with himself. Yeah. yeah. Totally. That's cool. And I think that, you know, it's like, there are guys out there and I'm even fine with a guy having a ton of knowledge and construction or building mm-hmm. something like that. But also knowing like I have found my lane um, and my lane is furniture and built-ins. And so, and I'm, and right now in my lane, like I'm running pretty hard and <laughs> I want to keep on it. running pretty yeah. hard. So they, they're just going to have to be like, yeah, okay, this is her lane. This is her lane. This is what she does. And, and not that like, I, I'm not looking for advice and whatnot, but also it's like, you know, it's like in the, in the construction world, like, I don't know all that stuff. And so, and I honestly, I mean, building this shop that I just did, I learned a lot more. And honestly, I learned a lot more than I ever want to know. Um, and the shop <laughs> you learned, is you learned all the stuff done. you don't want to do. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. And now that the shop is pretty much done. Like, I don't ever want to talk construction again. And, and if I, <laughs> a tornado comes and takes down this shop, I will hire out the entire build next time. I will not do a thing yeah. because now that I've done it, I'm like, I don't want to anything to do with this. Yeah, nope. That. Nothing. Yeah. All that stuff you did with the ventilation and all, Oh my God, that stuff is so hard to do. Like it's fine for oh, an yeah. hour, but Oh, it's, it's a lot like, yeah, that's oh, why yeah. they pay. That's why they pay us to build their cabinets. <laughs> yep. It's a lot exactly. of work. You'd have to yeah. pay yourself to build yourself a shop basically to make it yep. worthwhile. Yep. Um, yeah, I definitely can see a lot of me in you and just this, the similar experiences, because I also dated a lot of guys that in the beginning were super fascinated by it. They thought it was amazing and incredible. 
until they actually were around me doing the work, right? And they're like, oh, you actually do that every day. I'm like, yeah. So then it wasn't as sexy. It wasn't as cool, right? And it made a lot of guys feel really intimidated until I met, you know, my husband, Larry, who's could not give two shits about it. Uh, he thinks I'm awesome, but he's like, yeah, so am I. <laughs> like, uh-huh. and so he's has easily has more ego or sense of self than I do by far. Like That's he's, awesome. yeah. So he's, I don't have to compete with that. We just have like a natural, uh, a natural fun, loving competitiveness. Cause now he's, he's an electrician. And so we're both really good at what we do and it complements each other, but we're not, um, um, like he really sees me for who I am, like, and is admires that. that. Right. And I certainly do in his direction. So I think that's probably the type of guy will have to be a really super awesome guy because you're awesome. So he'll have to be easily as awesome as you are. (laughs) Uh, Are you, is there like a type? I'm just curious, like engineer, professional, is there certain, certain kinds of guys that you just like their personality more than others? Um, I really like a business mind. I love kind of having that Mm-hmm. business, a little bit of the entrepreneurial mind too, that yeah. thinks a little bit more outside the box. Um, cause I like to have, I like to have really good deep, deep conversations. Um, and so someone who, yeah, really does kind of think a little bit more outside the box, hmm. um, which typically I, I have found has been, um, it's funny. It's like real estate agents. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it really is the people who are like, who are really, you know, financial planners, stuff like that, yeah. just guys that are, their job is more entrepreneurial than just a nine to five. Yeah. Um, like business yeah, on they, top, they, they, business on top, yep. entrepreneurship in the back. Oh, <laughs> if it's a mullet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's someone totally that's very cool. ambitious and creative and likes to move, you know, likes to grow and do new things. And I also love a good, I mean, Larry and I still, I can't believe how long it's been, but we still I find ourselves talking for hours about my business, his business, the things that are going on. Like, so I, I absolutely feel that being able to really like talking to your partner for long mm-hmm. lengths of time is really critical. Like yeah. for reals, if you're a creative person at all, you need a way, you need someone to be able to just really get into stuff. I mean, we, we do that yep. all the time. My husband and I, we go just for lunch and we'll just talk for hours and hours and hours about my new business thing or something that's going on. And, you know, and he's not bored. Like we're really mm-hmm. getting into it. So, um, I think that's great. So, all right. So realtors, I, I just love all those combinations. I think that's great. It's going to be very interesting to see who you end up with. <laughs> I know. I think I, my friends say that too. Yeah. At this point too, it's like a lot of my friends, a lot of my like good girlfriends, you know, because for a while there, I was like, I lo- I dated a lot, but I never really talked about marriage that much. Um, and so a couple of my friends were like, wait, you actually want to be married? You like date all the time, but you've never really talked about marriage. And I was like, yeah, oh yeah, I would love to be married. So it's kind of funny because, um, you know, for, there have been seasons where I honestly, I was too busy to bring someone else into my life. Um, and so I just did not date, which was, you know, some self-preservation, which is totally fine just because I knew I was probably expand. I was extending myself a little too, too much to even like have someone extra, um, mm-hmm. in my life. And that's also thanks to counseling and knowing that about my, myself. Um, but yeah, I, my friends, will, <laughs> like a lot of my married friends are like, crap, I don't have anyone to set you up with because if a lot of these guys are like, if they're still single, they're still single for a reason. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when you find that person, you guys are going to be like a total powerhouse. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, 
Um, okay, so let's let's switch gears just a little bit and talk about this new gorgeous huge shop that you just built and the move and all that stuff and like what your plans are for the future and sort of, you know, what you're really excited about for the next couple of years. What you're kind of, you know, give us a give us a sneak peek on what's why you made the decisions and kind of what the direction is that you're going with this. For sure, totally. So yeah, so I have I've lived in Nashville, like actually in Nashville proper. Um for nine and a half years, a little over, just almost nine and a half years. And then, um, I made the decision this past winter to, I was, I had a lease. Um, I'd been in a shop for 1500 square feet for about for four years and they did not want to renew my lease without charging me just a crap ton more money. And thankfully my dad is a financial advisor and we sat down and we figured out what all it looks like for paying rent over the next few years and, and depreciation and all that stuff. And so it was like, you know what, it's time to, it's time to take my business to the next level. And so that next level for me, um, I had bought a townhouse about seven years ago. So sold the townhouse and bought some property just right outside of Nashville. So I'm still close, but I'm more outside the, more outside in the, in the country, um, where you can get a little bit more, a little bit more land for your money. And so I was able to buy a couple acres and then I just built this. Wow. The black beauty. She is back there. It is 3,200 square feet and she is really pretty. Like I'm sitting at my my desk inside the house and my desk overlooks my backyard and it's just, it's pretty. Like I sit on my back porch and I'm like, wow, that is, she's mine. Hmm. Um, yeah. So built this big old shop, doubled, you know, doubled and added a little bit more in size. And so, as I continue to do, you know, custom furniture and built-ins, but then also for quite a while, I've had a lot of people ask me, Hey, are you doing classes? Like, I want to come take a class with you. I want to come learn. Um, I just want my daughter to be around you. Like I get a lot of that. Like, I just want my Mm -hmm. daughter to be around you. And so for the future, this will be a, I would love to have, um, you know, mother daughter weekends, father daughter weekends, women's workshop weekends, and, you know, to really just have an experience. So no more than maybe, you know, it's like if it's six people, so, you know, three mother daughter teams, Hmm. um, or three father daughter. And then, you know, maybe it's like, and then six women. So maybe we're bunking up a little bit, but at least we've got, you know, six people in there hanging out. And so just more creating like an experience. And I, at the end of the day, like I love that I kind of get to be in this, this role right now where I get to encourage other women, um, especially like younger women right now. I think it's so cool that, um, a lot of these dads that follow me, I mean, I'll get a message for them. Like I just showed your video to my daughter who's 10 who, and she's been working out in the garage with me. And she just thinks it's so cool that you're doing this. And so I, I get those, I get a lot of those messages every week and I love it so much. Hmm. Um, and I get a lot of, you know, I, I have the hashtag carpenter and a lot of, um, like my kids sale, my kid t-shirt sales are so good. It's so cute. It makes me so happy that like there are, you know, anywhere between two toddlers to, (laughs) you know, youth large running around wearing, you know, carpent her t-shirts. Um, it just makes me super, super happy. So yeah. So, you know, long run, let's get some classes out here. Let's, I want to start doing that kind of stuff. Um, 
I'm hopefully going to be officially launching YouTube soon. I've got videos coming out my ears of that I've been <laughs> recording that I just like, okay, it's time to like actually produce these and put these, you know, put these in and, and start that. Um, yeah. So that's my, that's where the shop kind of came from and, and what I see in the future. And, you know, it's like, we're almost completely done. Like I'm finally back to client work, uh, took about six weeks off to finish the builds. So client work is actually happening, which is so fun because I worked on a couple things last week and this week I'm going to start building a five foot round black walnut table with a double, a double X base. Mm, Beautiful. Um, So that's going to, so that's going to my I thought I was going to order wood yesterday, didn't. So today I got to order, order my wood and have them deliver it to me. I've, that's the other thing I've learned. If you order, you know, more than $500 worth or something like that, they'll deliver stuff to you. Yep. And I am all about the delivery now. Yes. It's, uh, oh, I remember that switch when that started happening with me. It's uh, awesome. It's like when you just, you find out they have to like take out or delivery. You're like, what? I've been, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Um, and so, huge. so what kinds of, what, what exactly kinds of classes? Cause I had a, I mean, I, I do it online now, but I had for many years a, a school, but just on the weekends, cause we were running a full shop. So what do you, what kinds of classes do you think you might be doing? So we have a little sneak peek of, I might sign up for something. It's something I don't know how to do. <laughs> I'd love to, I'd oh, love to so- go and do a fun class. Yeah, I think there might be like a class, um, you know, I've had a lot of people ask about built-ins and stuff. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, you know what, that might be a class that like a women's workshop weekend that we do maybe more like more into a couple days, maybe a three or four day, but like like we do some, you know, how to build built-ins. And then, you know, I think for like a father-daughter weekend or something like that, it might be a tray, you know, building a, a food tray or a cutting board. Um, I'll just have to see, I'll, I'll probably have to see like what age, yeah, what ages we have, um, where it might be, you know, I might do like, if I do my goal is to do three of each. So three women's workshops, three father, daughter, and then three mother, daughter a year, mm-hmm. um, of each one. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, that's nine weekends out of 52. I can totally do that. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, it might be, there might be a young weekend where it's like we're making a cutting board or something like that. And then like we get into bigger and it's okay, let's make a, let's make a hanging wall cabinet that we can actually, you know, put in a box and ship back to our families. Um, or, but you know, back if they fly in. So just thinking of like what, what we'll actually end up doing per age. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely. I want to keep, keep it simple, but then also showing some like techniques um, that, you know, it's like, I'm just, I'm really, I'm starting to get into like hand tools and I'm lucky that I know Anne of all trades just moved to Nashville and she's a good friend and she's a hand tool like expert these days. Nice. And, um, so, you know, like even learning for learning more from her, her, um, and so just like, okay, let's pass, let's now pass on this knowledge. Cause I would say a majority of the women that I have met, um, in the woodworking world are mainly self-taught. Most of them are self-taught. And they, or it's like their father or their grandfather, you know, helped, they got intrigued. They maybe didn't learn a lot from them, but they got intrigued watching them. Mm-hmm. But I would say that's, I even feel like that's a smaller number where I think a majority of the women, it's like, Hey, I saw this, I wanted to create it. And they all, every, all these women have started out as DIYers and nothing wrong with the DIYer. You know, we all start somewhere, but a lot of them are like, okay, 
I'm ready to try something a little bit more challenging and use better quality materials, um, which I love because then it's like you get out of the DIY world and you really get into like fine furniture making. Um, And that's something that I want to keep on pushing a little bit more because I think, like I said, like nothing's wrong with the DIY. I think it's great. But I really do. I like I think everyone should always strive to be better. And if you've mastered making a table out of Home Depot, you know, Douglas Spruce, it's time for you to go to a lumber yard and buy some oak or walnut and make a table, then make yeah. the same table out of it and see the difference mm-hmm. um, of using quality material. That's awesome. So I think we should always just, I think we always need to be upgrading ourselves better. Yeah. Yeah. Just upgrading. We be upgrading. That's yep. great. Wow. Well, that's going to be super, super fun and exciting to see coming up. Um, and so you mentioned the YouTube channel. What? Well, what can we do to help? <laughs> For one, when you start, oh, man. when you like the announce first- it, what can we do to follow you? And, you know, what are sort of your goals with that outside of just maybe just try to launch it and do something with it, right? Do you have some yeah, kind of longer you know, think- term stuff with that? I would like to, at the end of the day, I would really like to do kind of a 50-50 split on it. So a little bit more entertainment behind the scenes of, you know, hmm. kind of in the shop, just it might be we film one whole week and there really is no end to the video except it's just like, hey, here's a day, here's a week in the shop that we did this, this, and this. And mm-hmm. um, but then also it's like this is kind of funny. I, you know, I I love cooking. I like baking. I like doing a lot of that stuff. And um, I'll do stories when I'm baking or I'm cooking. Mm-hmm. And it has been so funny because Every single time I post, you know, like a simple recipe, I get a lot, I mean, a lot of DMs asking, hey, what's that recipe? Um, You know, do you have that? And so it's, I'm like now typing out a recipe and I was like, man, I, why, why do I not even film this? Like I could actually film this for YouTube and it could be a easy three minute video that I just put out. (laughs) Yeah. So really like, I mean, really on the lifestyle side of um, of me. Cause I think there's a lot of people that are already doing how to's, um, which is great. And so a lot of times I'm like, I, pu- I look at the, I mean, I look at those a lot of times. So I push people to, you know, a lot of my friends who do social media and do big time YouTube. Um, so I'll push, I'll, I mean, I push people to them. So I'm like, okay, well that's kind of, that stuff is kind of already out there. So what if it's more like a TV show. Mm-hmm. My long-term goal is I would love, I would love my own TV <laughs> show on like HGTV or like the Magnolia network. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd love to be on Chip and Joanna Gaines's network. Mm. Um, well that's, yeah, Hey, so we that's, just put that out in the universe. Here we go, girls. That's right. Let's all, let's all pray on that. So, it and would I, be awesome. I love the concept <laughs> of the cooking cause we probably have basically almost the same life outside of, <laughs> I probably drink more and you're more religious <laughs> than I am. But other than I that, I just, amount. Okay. There we go. <laughs> so you're closer to Jesus, but, but, um, but I still love him. Um, because I do the same thing. I basically work in the shop all day and then I come home and cook. And so I love you adding the cooking segment. I think that's really a unique aspect for YouTube. So I personally think that's a great idea. Yeah. I'm all, to mix I it. Just, it's fun. It's like, in the end of the day, it's like, you know, majority of people are following along on social media at this time to like, they want to be a part of these people of, of each other's lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether we know someone or we don't know someone, we like that. We like the human connection. Yeah. And so it's like, whatever else we can bring to that human connection, I'm all of, I'm here for it. Cause I do it, you know? Um, yeah. and so it's, you know, if, if there's a, even a small number of people that are anything like me, we enjoy it. We really do enjoy learning and seeing what other people do. 
Yeah. And you're also really funny. So I think if there's a way to incorporate that, I think that humor in the shop, I think would play really well on YouTube. So I, I, I will follow your channel. (laughs) Thank you. I know I have had a lot of fun. Sometimes I'm like, Oh wow. Uh, class clown. Um, is it coming out right now? (laughs) It is, but it's like, it's really charming the way you do it. It doesn't seem it's, it's really well done. Like, I mean, you're not doing it on purpose, but it's, it's coming across really well. So I think it's, I think it's really good. Um, well, I just, yeah, I'm just so excited by all the big things that are coming for you and it couldn't happen to obviously a nicer person. So I think it's great. The channel that's coming, the shop, the classes, um, and just, you know, you're, I assume you're going to probably hire more people cause you have this huge shop now. So I'm assuming you're going to do that maybe too, or, yeah, you, or do you I already actually, have the people you know, I have, I've got, um, you know, I've got one, uh, part-timer right now and, I just, as of yesterday, I just, I'm bring, I'm onboarding another girl, which I'm super stoked about. And, um, you know, another, a girl who's been done some DIY in here in Nashville and she wants to learn and kind of get into a, a whole different Avenue. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to add her to the team. Um, man, I wish I could have, I wish, you know, if at any given time, I'd love to have 10 people in the shop with me. But Mm -hmm. also I'm like, realistically, that doesn't work in the size shop. We would literally be sitting on top of each other. Um, But I just, I, oh man, if I could have a, you know, a building that was even four times the size in my backyard and I was able to have a ton of women working Mm -hmm. with me and for me, it would be so much freaking fun. And maybe that is, you know, maybe this ends up, maybe I pull an April Wilkerson down the road and like, this is my backyard fun shop, but I get a big old building, mm-hmm. you know, down the street and it becomes like a massive industrial building. Who knows? Um, you know, the world is our oyster right now. And so yeah. I'm, I'm having a blast doing this and I kind of, I look at it too. I'm like, whatever the Lord brings for me next, I'm like, all right, let's do it. I'm kind of, I'm at that point where I'm like, I'm, I'm game. Like I'm game to grow and expand. Um, but also know that like, I don't need to do it too crazy fast because then I think a lot of things fail. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to get, you know, I want to do a couple things here at the shop. The next, like, I think the next like two years here in the shop, I want to keep on trucking out and make the shop really beneficial for me. And then, you know, in two to three years say, okay, all right, it's time to expand. Like it is time to make this an empire. At the end of the day, I, I would love a built by Stevie empire. Um, and so whatever that looks like, I'm here for it. Thanks so much for listening to Remodel Your Life. I sure have enjoyed being with you today. And if you really like our show, we'd love it if you would subscribe through iTunes. You can always send us feedback through email at Camille at RemodelYourLifePodcast.com. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Remodel Your Life Podcast. This episode has ended, but your remodeling journey can continue. Head over to RemodelYourLifePodcast.com to access all the resources, tools, and links mentioned in this episode. Until next time, get your hands dirty and create the life you want from the foundation up.
And thanks again to Blue Apron. I just love cooking with them and so appreciate their support of my show. Mm-hmm.